Hallelujah. 
God said, Abraham, I'm going to bless you. And you're going to be a blessing. Hallelujah. Abraham became a blessing to God and a blessing to many, 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 many millions and billions of people. Hallelujah. When we become a blessing to God, we become a blessing to many people. Hallelujah. When we become a blessing to God, He makes us a blessing to other people. Hallelujah. The Christian walk, the life of Jesus Christ, that Christ has invested into us, is not meant to live a selfish life, a self-centered life, a me-centered life. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. The main blessing, the most important blessing that we need to get from God is to be a blessing to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the highest blessing. If I can be a blessing to God, if I can bring joy to God, if I can wipe the tears that are on the face of Jesus, many need to be saved. Many need to be delivered. Many broken hearts need to be healed. Many need to enter into the kingdom of God. Many are standing outside the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Jesus died 2,000 years ago and he's still shedding tears. Hallelujah. As he sees many standing outside the gates, outside the gate, outside the gates of Jerusalem. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be a blessing. Lord, I want to be among those who would wipe your tears, Lord, to bring gladness to you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, I want to be one among those who would ease your pain, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm ready to keep my eyes on you. Hallelujah. I'm ready to keep my eyes on you. Hallelujah. 
Isaac, that you're going to cause my descendants to be like the stars of the sky and the sand of the shore. Hallelujah. And when God came and reminded him of something else, and we'll come and talk to him about what God is going to do. Abraham would remind God of the promise that God promised him. That's how much Abraham believed. That's how much Abraham believed. Abraham knew that God was able to give him a child. When it looked impossible, when it beyond, when it was beyond human comprehension, when it was beyond human capacity and ability, he believed, Abraham believed so firmly. He reminded God, Lord, you told me. I know you can do it. And I know you will do it. Hallelujah. I'm going to be here standing in the presence of God. Are you able to trust God with what God has promised you? His promises are for sure. But it's for those who would believe and those who would keep on Jesus. Hallelujah. The author and the finisher of our faith. Hallelujah. Abraham had everything. He was looking for the most important thing, which was the promise of God is not any child, but a child that would bring multitudes, multiplication, hallelujah, of descendants. That God would do through Abraham, hallelujah. It's time for us as a church to tell the Lord, Lord, we want to stand for Jesus. Hallelujah. Through Jesus Christ, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Hallelujah. And we stand with you, Father, looking at the promise that you've given. And tell the Lord, Lord, let me be a blessing. The highest blessing a person can ask for is for God to flood you with souls. That's the highest blessing. Anyone can get a house. Anyone can get houses. Anyone can get degrees. Anyone can get anything they want that this world can offer. But that which is eternal, the working of the Holy Spirit, unlocking the hearts of the people, gathering the grain into the barn, that the work of the Spirit of God, only God can do it, hallelujah. for that. Jesus is looking at us at this hour and he's saying, who's the wise person here who's going to ask me not for silver or gold but ask me what my heart is longing for. Hallelujah. To quench the thirst of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. To tell the Lord, Lord, I will stand with you. Hallelujah. I will stand with you, Lord. Give me souls. Give me souls. Give me souls. Hallelujah. Give me souls. Hallelujah. Oh, those who are overcome by the word of God are the ones who will be able to go out and faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Lord, flood me with souls. Flood me with souls. Flood me with souls. Hallelujah. Give us souls, Lord. Give us souls, Lord. Give the broken. Give the lost. Lord, give us the lonely. Give us, Lord, those who are in despair. We know you can do all things. We know you make all things new. Hallelujah. We know you're the mighty 
Hallelujah. 
disciples said, Don't bother the master, they're not that important. Jesus said, Bring them to me. That one word of Jesus was enough. Hallelujah. The children were blessed by Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 When the Lord said, Bring them to me. Bring her to me. Bring yourself to me. That one word is enough. Hallelujah. That one word is enough. Hallelujah. That one word is enough. Hallelujah. The dead shall arise at the sound of your voice. The dead shall arise at the sound of your voice. The dead shall arise at the sound of your voice. At the sound, oh, at the sound of your 
church for people who walk by faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we believe. Hallelujah. We believe in the restoring work of the Lord Jesus Christ. We believe in the reviving work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He's the Lord God who brings something out of nothing. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Praise Him. Praise Him. Hallelujah. Praise you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. We praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Hallelujah. God brings something out of nothing. Hallelujah. There's nothing that is difficult for God Almighty. Hallelujah. Whatever is outstanding that you feel, oh Lord, this has not been accomplished. As Abraham came to God and says, Lord, I still don't have a child. He was speaking so much, but I still don't have a child. God remembers. Abraham believes. Every time he talked to God, God smiled at him. I see your faith. I see your faith. Hallelujah. I see your faith. Hallelujah. It is happening. It is happening. Hallelujah. I see you grow in faith. It's happening. Hallelujah. I see you grow in faith and it's happening. Hallelujah. God is looking for people who will look at God and say, Lord, I believe that's why I'm talking to you. I believe that's why I'm asking you. I believe that's why I'm coming to you. Hallelujah. God is looking for people who are of faith. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom, beautiful Savior, beautiful Savior, wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father, beautiful Savior. Beautiful Savior, Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Rapha, Jehovah Nisi, Jehovah Shalom. Beautiful Savior, beautiful Savior, wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Prince of Peace, everlasting Father. Beautiful Savior, whatever you need is, whatever area that you may be, it could be your physical need, bodily healing, mental need, my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus, hallelujah. He is Jehovah Jireh, hallelujah. He's Jehovah Rapha, hallelujah. He's Jehovah Nisi, hallelujah. He's Jehovah Shalom, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The great I am should dwell on high, should ride on wheels, rain from Right. 
Thank you for speaking to our hearts. You're looking for that one man, one woman who would believe like a little child every word that you have spoken. Who keep their eyes on you, Jesus. Not upon their problems. Not upon the empty jars they have. But upon the word of the Lord that was spoken through the prophet. Who said, bring all the empty pots and put it in here. Then close the door and use the little oil that you have. Start pouring it out. Hallelujah. God is looking for people with such faith. Who believe every word of God. Every word that God has spoken. Who believe the word of God. As it is. Not complicated. But believe it for what it is. Believe it for what God has said. Hallelujah. God is looking for that one man, that one woman. Hallelujah. Who say, I refuse to look at what I see. I refuse to look at what the enemy shows. I refuse to look at everything that is around me. Because my God has spoken His word. Hallelujah. That is enough. That is enough. Before the widow saw the miracle, she believed and she acted on what instruction was given to her. And God came through. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, to move a mountain, to move a mountain, faith like the mustard seed is all I need, to move a mountain, faith is all I need. Father, the living word that you have given to us from heaven, we choose to hold on to what you have said because it is real, it is true, it works, it is more valuable than any paper, any document, any human being's words that we can see here because your word is so real, your word is living, hallelujah, your word is sharper than a two-edged sword, hallelujah. Your word raises people from the dead. Hallelujah. Your word heals our bodies. Hallelujah. Your word keeps us alive in famine. Hallelujah. Oh, and we choose to give ourselves over to that word. To be overcome by your word. We give ourselves, oh Lord, in this hour. Tell the Lord, Lord, I give myself over to your word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, to be overcome by your word. I give myself over to you, Lord. I give myself over to you, Lord. 
Jesus. Praise God. 
uh, would like to welcome the first time visitor who are among us, Phil, his wife Suzanne, and Jesse who's among us. We welcome you. May God bless you abundantly. It's a joy to have you. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Uh, moving to the announcement for this. Oh, we have one more person with, I have, haven't got the chance to meet, but I believe with Julie, I guess, there's a guest here with, <laughs> thank you, Johannes. God bless. Praise God. New Jersey, praise God. May God bless you. Glad to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Praise God. The announcement now for this week, uh, Tuesday, it is a family Bible study in the evening at 7 on Ring Central through video conferencing call. And Thursday, we have the Life Training School. We will be resuming on 21st, the Life Training School on Thursday at 5.30 in the evening on Ring Central for the video conferencing call. And Saturday is the uh, mom's meeting in the morning at 8. And then uh, the meeting for the kids, age 9 to 15, uh, at 10. And then we have the meeting for the age group uh, 3 to 10, three to 10 uh, in the morning at 11 on Saturday. And Saturday, it is also the men's uh, meeting on Saturday this week, as it is, this is the fourth Saturday, and the timing will be, um, will be conveyed uh, in this week on WhatsApp. And praise God, this is a meeting on Friday, this is the fourth Friday, so there's going to be a minister's meeting, those who are in the ministry, for them there's a meeting on Friday, uh, Friday at 7 on Ring Central, a video conferencing call. So praise the Lord. And then we have the morning call in the morning, uh, morning at 5.45, Monday through Saturday. So praise God for all these meetings that we have. May God bless each and every one abundantly. Praise the Lord. Now this is the time to give to the Lord. Shall we stand up together to give to the Lord?
bow our heads and thank the Lord. Father, we thank you for sustaining us, Lord, all this week. Lord, we couldn't make it through without your grace. We thank you for being with us every moment of every day, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We bless your holy name. I thank you, Lord, that we're able to come to the house of God. All of us, everyone here, Lord, supposed to be here. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Those watching, Lord, my live stream, I thank you, Lord. And those who will be watching later, Father, by video, we thank you, Father in heaven. Bless every one of them. I pray the spirit of the living God would shatter every bondage and every chain of Satan in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that there's power in your blood, and your blood is more powerful than any power Satan can come up with. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for the precious blood of the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world and heals all our diseases. By the stripes of Jesus, we're healed. Thank you, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. Your power has not diminished even one bit since the time you died on the cross, Lord, and rose again from the dead. Thank you, Jesus. We will continue to trust in the living God. And Father, I pray, Lord, that you receive our tithes and offerings. May it be a sweet aroma unto the Heavenly Father. And Lord God, I pray that you rain down your blessing during this service. We thank you for all these things. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Please be seated. Amen. Praise the Lord. We're going to turn our Bibles to 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. Thank you, Jesus. 1 Samuel chapter 17, and we're going to read from verse 1. We'll just close our eyes and please repeat this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word. And not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit. To the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus name. Amen. First Samuel chapter 17. And we're going to read from verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle and were gathered at Sako, which belongs to Judah. They encamped between Sako and Zekah in Ephes Demim, verse 2. And Saul and the men of Israel were gathered together and they encamped in the valley of Elah and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. We will just pause here for a minute as the Spirit of the Lord wants us to. Now you see a battle going on. You see Israel on one side and you see the Philistines on the other side. As they were there, God's people on one side and the Philistines on the other side who were waging war with the people of God, there is something that is going on in the middle. There is a partition there. Their their eyes were on one another. The army of Israel is looking at the army of Philistines and the Philistines are looking at the Israelites and they are saying, how can we overtake them? When there is a war that is going on, we see that normally the eyes of the people will look at the enemy that is against them or in front of them. 
and they try to look at the enemy and say, how big is the enemy? How big is their uh, army? And how many people are there in the army? And how strong are they? Are they big? Are they small? You know, you can have like a, a bunch of, you know, little kids coming and you can have a bunch of older people coming who are trained or you can have a bunch of young people coming who are not trained. You gauge their strength and you gain their capacity. You gain, you gauge their weaponry, whatever they're having, you look at them and you see, okay, based on that, I'm qualified or not qualified, or I'm going to win or I'm going to lose. That is how humans work. They are on one side and the enemy is on the other side. Think about this. If Israel is on one side and the enemies are on the other side, who is with the people of God? Who is with the people of God? God is with the people of God. God is with the people of God. But the people of God, if they don't look at the God who is with them, and they are looking at the enemy in front of them, this is what will happen. So let's just go to verse 4 after this. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistines, named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. There's a reason why the Bible has the description written down over here, as to how big this man was and as to how strong he was in all his uh, armor and the weapons he had. So you can read this on your own. We'll skip verse 5. He had a big helmet and he had a lot of things that he carried, shield, sword and all those things. And so we will go to verse 8. Then he stood and he cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And you, the servants of Saul, choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. I want to stop right here. You know who is giving this challenge? Not God. The enemy is bringing this challenge. Instead of saying that we're going to fight, he said, No, 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 no. You don't have to come everybody together. Just send one person to me. And that one sentence that this man came and said, brought fear into the hearts of the people of God. Think about that. What you let into your ear gate is very important. What you let into your mind gate is very important. What you let into your eye gate is very important. These are all gates, portals. If you don't watch them, if you don't keep them, if you don't guard them, you will be attacked. And it's very important to guard the gate, right, of a city. These are gates that we have in our system. If I allow what I should not see to enter into my eyes, such as the image of Goliath, then what is going to happen, it's going to impart fear into me. If I give my ears over to the voice of Goliath, it is going to bring fear into me. If I allow the weapons that Goliath has to come into my heart, then it is going to cause fear inside of me. He is offering this challenge. Now the children of Israel didn't have to take it. When the enemy offers you a challenge, you don't have to take it. Never bow down to the enemy. The enemy can come and say, hey, we're not going to fight this way. We're going to do it this way. The children of Israel didn't have to bow down to Goliath. They should have consulted God. They should have gone to God and say, God, do we have to go as a nation to war? Or do we send a single person? They should have consulted God. You see, the first step was a failure because they did not consult God. And what happened when this guy came and he offered a challenge? 
to the children of Israel. Let's go to verse 8. Then he stood and cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battles? Am I not a Philistine? And you the servants of Saul? Just this sentence, Am I not a Philistine? And you are the servants of Saul. Intimidating. Pretty intimidating. He's trying to say that, Look at me, I am a Philistine. Look at you, servants of Saul. Puny little fellows. Satan will say whatever he wants to say. But you don't have to give ear to whatever he's saying. Because many times, he's like a cut out cardboard image compared to God Almighty. But if we don't understand that that's just a cut out cardboard image, and we look and say, oh my God, this is so big, and look at me, I'm so small, and we keep moving away. We move into the shadow called fear. And as you progress into the shadow called fear, it becomes darker and darker and darker. It is hard for you to come out unless God comes and gives you a breakthrough. Unless the word of God is spoken over you again. So, verse 9, let's go to verse 9. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. If I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. So who is actually laying out the conditions and the terms here? The Philistine. Do we have to take anything that Satan offers or go by his terms and conditions? Absolutely not. We don't have to. We need to consult God for everything. The children of Israel failed right here. Verse 10. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. He's continuing. What is he defying? The armies of Israel. And who are they? The people of God. Supposed to be the armies of the living God. Look at how demonic his speech is getting. Worse and worse and worse. First, the appearance is intimidating. Whatever he's carrying is intimidating. Whatever he's saying is intimidating. The challenge itself is pretty scary. Now he's speaking more and more and more. When you allow the devil to speak over your life, he will keep on speaking. Write this down. The more you let the enemy to speak, he will keep on speaking. He is like a heavy hammer. The words of the enemy is like a heavy hammer. He will hammer and hammer and hammer until you cannot get up anymore. Until he hammers you into an unrecognizable peace. May God help us not to let the enemy dictate where we go, where we stay. Oh, I'm not going to do this because I'm afraid of this. Stop right there and say, if that is a reason why I'm not going there, I got to overcome that. Don't let that define where you're going, how you're going, what you're wearing, because this is based on fear. If fear is guiding where you're going, if fear is guiding what you're doing, you are letting the enemy confine you, put you in a box. You are a child of God. You are a child of God. Where you have to go, what you have to do, should be dictated, directed by God Almighty. Not based on fear. Not based on Goliath. Not based on the demon that was inspiring Goliath. Now, he's speaking further, trying to put more fear. And let's go to verse 11. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Do you expect verse 11 to be there after verse 10? Absolutely. Because they did not do anything about what this man was saying. They didn't say, stop, my God is bigger. 
right? The nation of Israel should have echoed back saying that our God is mighty. Go back. Our God is mighty. We will overcome. You don't see anything. You know why? Instead of resisting, instead of looking at God, they started listening more and more and more. We need more of God's word. We need to hear more of God's voice. We need to give ourselves more to the word of God and pull away from anything and everything that will intimidate or put fear in your life. Now, let's go to verse 12. Now, David was the son of the Ephrathite of Bethlehem, Judah, whose name was Jesse, and who had eight sons. And the man was old, advanced in years, in the days of Saul. Let's go to 13. The three oldest sons of Jesse had gone to follow Saul to the battle. The names of these three sons who went to the battle were Eliab, the firstborn, next to Abinadab, and the third, Shammah. Verse 14, David was the youngest, and the three oldest followed Saul. David was the youngest. If you look at David, he was the youngest in the family. His dad was well advanced in age. There's a reason why God is bringing David in this verse 14 of 1 Samuel chapter 17. God is speaking about Saul and his camp, the whole army of Israel. And God is speaking about the Philistine, what he spoke. And now there's a description of David. Uh, He was very young, the youngest in his household. Look what this boy did, what the entire nation did not do. Verse 15. But David occasionally went and returned from Saul to feed his father's sheep at Bethlehem, a responsible young boy. And the Philistine drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. 40 days, morning and evening, this giant, this Goliath is going and he is going to the same spot. He's shouting, saying the same thing, morning and evening. Imagine that, twice a day. Morning and evening, he's coming and saying the same thing. No one stopped him. No one talked about God, the mighty God of Israel, who parted the Red Sea. No one dared to talk to him about the walls of Jericho that came. No one talked to him about the mighty God who gave manna. No one talked to him about the mighty God who actually gave victory over all these giants who were in Canaan before. This was not the first time. The people of God, they've seen giants before. Out of 12 spies, 10 spies came and said, Oh, this is not going to happen. Two said, Yes, this is going to happen. What is happening? What is happening here? Same family. Israel. One young boy is acting differently, speaking differently, thinking differently, and getting a different result. 40 days and 40 nights, the Philistine is coming and speaking and he's going back. Speaking and he's going back. The more, let me tell you this, day one when the Philistine came and he said, hey, you cannot do anything. You're worthless people. Your God can't save you. Your army is hopeless. You can't even bring one person. They didn't do anything about it. Fear grew. And then evening he came back. He said the same thing. They didn't do anything about it. Fear grew. Day two, He came and spoke. Fear grew. You know why? They did not resist the devil. They kept on giving themselves over to the dominating demonic spirit that kept on speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking and speaking. 
You know, there are people who would say, get out in Jesus' name. You know how they'll say, get out in Jesus' name? They're so scared. Under the sheet. Get out in Jesus' name. Get out in Jesus' name. What are they saying? More power to you, devil. More power to you, devil. Is that how we as God's people deal with the devil? If we know that greater is he who is in me than he that is in the world. How do we fight the devil? Our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down our stronghold. That's how powerful God's weapon is. Yet you know what? We act like we have nothing. That our God is somewhere sleeping. That we have nobody which is orphan kids somewhere in some island. Oh God, I don't know what to do. God says, you know what to do. Do what you're supposed to do. When the rest of the nation of Israel, from the king to everyone there, fail to do what they did, what they had to do, there's one boy who did exactly what he had to do and saved his entire nation. God is looking for one man, one woman, as God was speaking during worship. God is just looking for one person who just look at God and say, I'm saying yes to your plan. I believe what you're saying. I believe, Lord. If you're telling me to go there, I'm going to do. If you're telling me to talk to this person, I'm going to talk. If you're going to tell me to sit down, I'm going to sit down. That's not the time I get up and say, I can't sit still. When God says, be still, I can't sit still. We need to abandon our plans before the Lord God Almighty and say, Lord, you be my captain. You be my leader. You be everything to me. And for David, God was everything. God was everything. While he was in the wilderness, while he had the sheep before him, while he was with his sheep, you know, every day what he was doing, he was looking at God. He was talking to God. Every day he was talking to God. The more he was talking to God, the more he, more he grew. You know why? Faith comes by hearing. He talked to God, God talked to him. That's how he wrote lots of Psalms. The more he talked to God, the more God talked to him. Faith grew. God's word was going into him. Faith grew. The more faith started growing, the more he started obeying God. The more he obeyed. Lion came, bear came, all kinds of things came. Many more things in the wilderness. But every time he met something, this was not some weak little boy, youngest in the family, just being some weak little shepherd boy. But he was a mighty warrior from within. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is living inside of us. According to the power that worketh in us, he is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or imagine. According to the power that worketh in us. That means, to what extent you allow the power of God to work in you by faith. Not looking at what the enemy says, but looking at what God says. God is able to do exceeding abundance. That means you don't put a cap on what God can do. You don't limit God to what God can do. Now, the Philistines drew near and presented himself 40 days, morning and evening. This should have never happened. This should have never happened. This should have never happened. But someone came and put a stop to that. God is asking you today, will you be that someone? Will you be that someone to put a stop to what the enemy is doing? Because David came. This did not continue. God is looking for someone who would be like David. Who would say, Lord, I will be that someone. I will be that someone. You know what? It takes courage. It takes faith. It takes everything from within to lay down one's life and say, I'm risking everything, Lord, because I trust you. It's not that, okay, I'm going to die if the, if the, if the Philistine kills me, he kills me and let me go there. He says, I'm going to be thrown to the birds and I'm going to die anyway. Let me die as a martyr. He didn't go like that. He was a man of faith. 
He said, this is what you're saying? Let me, let me show you what I can do through God. God is looking for people of faith, not fatalistic approach, but using God's word, being by God's side, doing what God wants you to do. Now, let's go to verse 17. Then Jesse said to his son David, take now for your brothers an ephah of this dried grain and ten and these ten loaves and run to your brothers at the camp and carry these ten cheeses to the captain of their thousands and see how your brothers fare and bring back news of them. Nobody should be thinking about bread and cheese now. Let's go to verse 19. Now Saul and they and all the men of Israel were in the valley of Elah fighting with the Philistines. Verse 20. So David rose early in the morning, left the sheep with a keeper and took the things and went as Jesse had commanded him. And he came to the camp as the army was going out to fight and shouting for the battle. And how they were, they were full of fear. For Israel and the Philistines had drawn up in battle array, army against army. Verse 22. And David left his supplies in the hand of the supply keeper, ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. I want to just go to verse 22 and stop there for a second. When you look at David, he was a very responsible young man. He was not somebody who said, okay, I'm anxious to go and find out what's happening. I'm very nosy. So what I have is I'm just going to throw it and I'm just going to go. No. He was responsible. He took everything that he had, his supplies, left it in the hand of the supply keeper and ran to the army and came and greeted his brothers. Excitement is good. At the same time, there has to be a balance that God is looking for. Responsible. Be responsible with what God has given to you. Verse 23. Then as he talked with them, there was a champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistines. And he spoke according to the same words. So David heard them. Now the children of Israel, they were hearing these words 40 days and 40 nights, same words. And we hear what God has documented here. There's a reason why God has said, he spoke according to the same words. David didn't hear anything different. He heard exactly the same words the rest of the Israelites heard. Let's see what happened. And all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. This is the response of all the people who heard the giant, who saw the giant. Verse 25. So the men of Israel said, Have you seen this man who has come up? Surely he has come up to defy Israel. And it shall be that the man who kills him, the king will enrich with great riches, will give him his daughter, and give his father's house exemption from taxes in Israel. Now, the people who are afraid of the Philistine, Goliath, they are talking about these things with great fear. They know that there's a reward there. They know that there's a promotion there. They know that they can actually get that place. But you know what? What was stopping them? Fear. They heard. This is what will happen to a man who will overcome. But what was keeping them? Fear. Many, many times in your life you can know, you can see, that you can really accomplish something, but will be stopped at the verge of accomplishing it. Why? Because you looked at Goliath and not at the God who created Goliath. Not at the God who created you. Not at the God who is the God of the nation of Israel, who's your God. God is speaking to our hearts today. Don't let anything, anyone, any circumstance intimidate you. Because our God is bigger. 
For he bruised the head of the serpent on the cross. It's over. And he said, it's finished. He said, it's finished. What is finished? The battle has been won. The victory has been won. And he says, here, I have it. Take it. God is looking for people who say, I believe Lord, I will take it. I believe Lord, I will take it. I believe Lord, I will take it. God is looking for one man, one woman who will say, Lord, I will do exactly what you are telling me to do. I will do it. And now, when this was given to David, David spoke to the man who stood by him saying, what shall be done for the man who kills this Philistine and takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? We're going to stop right here. There are two things that the Spirit of the Lord is highlighting right here. One is, David is hearing the same thing, but David is not afraid. David is not afraid at all. Instead, David is thinking, what is the reward that I'm going to get for this? What has God in store for me in this process? David is not a selfish, self-centered person. His goal is, he is defying, this Philistine is defying the armies of the living God. He is defying the armies of the living God. He is defying the armies of the living God. But you know what? God has something laid up for me. God has an inheritance laid up for each one of us. God has a ministry laid up for each one of us. God has a calling laid up for each one of us. We can say, I don't care. What happens may happen, I don't care. No, that is being irresponsible. It is important for you to pursue God and to do what God has called you to do and also make sure you don't lose your crown. Let no man take your crown. Let no man take your crown. Let no man take your crown. So what happened here, the Philistine is the same. The words that he spoke were the same. But David who came here had a very different reaction than the people of Israel, including the king. Instead of being afraid, he is actually talking about what can we do? He is talking about what can happen to the person who will overcome this Philistine. Think about it. Think about it. How confident he was when he heard whatever he heard. Can we be different than the rest of the people around us? Can we talk different? You know, when can you talk different? When you feel different. You know, when can you feel different? When you think different. When can you think different? When you are loaded with the word of God in your mind. When the word of God is loaded inside, that becomes, you become like a weapon against the enemy. A lot of believers are like empty, 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 gone. Where there's nothing in there. They just say that, oh, I have the power of God. Oh, I have this machine. Oh, I can do this. I can do all things through Christ who strengthening. But you know what? There's no strength on the inside. We need to go to God and receive what God has given to us. We need to go to God and receive what God has for us. We need to go to God and say, Lord, give me. Give me more of your word. Give me more of your word. Give me more of your word. Let me be overcome by your word. When the word of God fills our hearts and our minds, know what happens? We become a weapon in the hands of the Almighty God. When the word of God fills our hearts and our minds, we are able to react like how David reacts. You know why? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth spoke. He was not manifesting fear, but he was manifesting faith. He was not manifesting fear, he was manifesting faith. What is inside will show on the outside. 
what is on the inside will show on the outside. God is speaking to our hearts today. What is on the inside? What is on the inside? Do you have God's word stored inside of you? Yes, it's a good thing. Thy word have I hidden my heart that I might not sin against you. It's a good thing. But we need to get past that. Okay, it's good. We should be living holy. It's very good. But God has not called us just to be like very good Christians and just go to church and come home, go to church and come home. No. God has a call on each one of your lives. God had a call for David. God has a call for you. God has a call for David. God has a call for you. Have you thought about that? The very same God who empowered David. You know why? Because every day in the wilderness, he was facing God. Every day in the wilderness, he was talking to God. How is your personal walk with God? How is your personal relationship with God? How is your personal prayer time? One-on-one with Jesus, how is it? Sometimes people are very weak when it comes to personal prayer time. When the personal prayer time is weak, we become like a gun with nothing on the inside. We become like a weapon that is really blunt. It's not useful. God is looking for people who will fill themselves with the word of God. If you want to be strong on the outside, then you have to be strong on the inside. If you really want to be someone like David, you hear thunder. You hear the man's voice. You hear intimidating words. You see an intimidating sight. Yet you see something completely different than what? The entire nation of Israel, including Saul, who was the king, said, behaved, reacted. Can you be different? Do you want to be different? That's what God is asking you today. Do you want to be different? Do you want to be different? Do you want to be different? Or do you just say, I'll just be one among the people of Israel? What crowd is it? It's a crowd that was dominated by fear. It was a crowd that was overcome by fear. You know why? They did not have what it took to stand during the test of time. We need to have what it takes to stand during the test of time. This was a very good opportunity for David. For God to work in David, to exalt him to his call. Look at David's life. Same enemy, same voice, same words, different reaction. Very different from the entire nation of Israel. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? The second point here is, he had a zeal for God Almighty. It was not somebody said, well, he's talking about God, he's talking about the army of God, he's talking about Saul, and it's not my business, and, and as long as I'm safe, and I go home with my sheep, and I get my cheese, and I get my food, and that's about it, and I go home, and my dad says, good boy, and he rubs my head, and I'm so happy, he pats my back, and that's it, I go to sleep, good night daddy, and that's it. David did not settle for a mediocre lifestyle. What are you looking for in life? Do you just want to be an average person? Do you just want to be someone who gets up in the morning, who just goes to bed every night, gets up in the morning, goes to bed every night, and that's about it. A routine, a monotonous, boring life without the power of the Holy Spirit. God is speaking to your hearts today. Tell yourself, my life must have a purpose. My life must have a meaning. I need to accomplish something before I leave this world. How many of you can say that, God, I need to accomplish something before I leave this world. I don't want to just sit here, Lord. I don't want to just come and sit here, Lord. I just don't want to go home and sit and listen to some Bible study. Have binders and books and all these things that I have. But you know what? I don't have what it takes to do what God has called me to do. God has called you to be extraordinary. God has called you to be extraordinary. He called David to be extraordinary. And you know what? He put him in an extraordinary circumstance. The entire nation had that opportunity. 
Where did he get that strength from? He got that strength by being alone with God. Being alone with God. Not a scene maker. Nobody knew how many psalms he wrote. Nobody knew how well he played the harp. Nobody knew what he was talking to God. All they knew was, with the sheep and uh, come home, go to the sheep and come home. He was a good little shepherd boy. If everybody around you thinks that way, fine. Let God see your devotion to him. Let God see your integrity. Be alone with God. Be a man or woman who be saying, Lord, if you are there for me, that's enough. And I'm just going to pour out my heart before you. Even if no one sees, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. No one needs to see your private devotion. No one needs to recognize your private devotion. No one should anyway. Because it's an intimate time between you and God. It's something special and precious that you need to guard. If you don't guard it, it'll be taken away. Because a thief comes to steal, kill and destroy. Every time he comes and sees. If the enemy was there. When Daniel was praying three times a day. He was looking and saying. Oh, he's praying in the morning. Oh, he's praying in the afternoon. Oh, he's praying in the evening. Three times a day, Daniel is praying. Guess who was logging everything? Satan. Satan was making note of how many times Daniel prayed. Think about that. Every time you pray, Satan has a log. He says, oh man, she made it. Oh man, he's talking to the king. Oh man, I can't believe that. They made it one day, two days, three days, one week. Oh, they're praying. They're praying. These are people who are praying. Satan is afraid of people who pray. He's afraid of a praying church. He's afraid of a praying family. He's afraid of a praying individual. Oh, by the way, David didn't have a whole bunch of, you know, prayer partners over there. There are some people who say, if I don't have a prayer partner, I don't have the motivation to pray. Something is wrong. Something is wrong in that picture. If you can't laugh and smile with your spouse when others are there, when nobody is there, but you can only laugh and smile when others are there, something is wrong with that picture. You need to have that intimate time with God. Even when nobody is around, you need to be able to pour out your heart before the living God and say, God, I love you with everything that is within me. And that is the reason I'm coming running to you. I come running to you. David had that zeal that was inside of him. Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? I mean, he said, I'm going to take care of this person. What is his size? Very little. Compared to the Philistine, very little. Compared to Saul, very little. Compared to the overall people in Israel, very little. Well, you can't even compare him to the army over there. Not even to his brothers. Can you say littlest of the little? So small. Yet you know what? He was so powerful on the inside. God can make you just like that. That's why he was able to say, He trains my hands for battle. And my fingers for war. Who gives the training? God gives the training. Who touches our hands? God touches our hands. Who touches our spirits? God touches our spirits. Who does the making? God does the making. Who does the yielding? We do the yielding. We come to God and say, Lord, take my hands and let it be. Take my life and let it be. Take my feet and let it be. Take my voice and let it be. Take my whole being. Let it be. We yield ourselves to God Almighty. And He does the making. But are we going every day to God and saying, Lord, here I am. Take me. Every part of me belongs to you. Take me, Jesus. Make me and mold me after your will. 
Not my will. Let thine be done. Now, he goes and he talks this way to the people who are there. Let's see the response. Let's go to verse 27. And the people answered him in this manner saying, So shall it be done for the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the man. And Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why did you come down here? And with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart. For you have come down to see the battle. We'll stop right here. Verse 28 is very, very important. When you try to do something good, when you are about to do the will of God, always remember, Satan will try to stop you. If you have an enemy, he will try to prevent you at every step, at every level, he'll try to come and say, Oh, no, 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 you can't go further. You cannot go further. What is happening here? His own brother, his own family member, all of a sudden he grows up against David with indignation. Why? David is younger and he is older. But God was with David and not with Eliab. What did he try to do? He tried to put his fear into David's heart. Goliath's fear didn't work. Goliath's words didn't work. But now this is your own family. You know there are a lot of people who say, Well, if someone else would have said this to me, it wouldn't have hurt me that much. It wouldn't have mattered to me that much. But it's my own mom, or it's my own dad, or it's my own spouse, or it's my own child. How many of you understand what God is speaking in this hour? Don't let anything or anyone stop you from the call of God. God has for your life. His own brother comes here and he says, You are so proud. Is it true? No. What is Satan doing here? False accusation. Condemning demonic lying spirit in the mouth of his own brother. Yeah, he's an Israelite, by the way. This is not a Philistine. Philistine was speaking all kinds of things to stop Israelites. But now when one Israelite wants to do something, who is the enemy raising up to stop getting the victory? An Israelite. His own brother. Satan is using his own brother to stop David from getting the victory for his nation. Satan can use unbelievers in the lives of believers to pull them down. Or he will use a fellow believer who is immature, who is in sin, to drag you down. Be very careful. If the enemy is after your call, he'll use anyone and anything. Our eyes should not be on Goliath, not on Eliab, but on Jesus Christ. Let's go to the next verse. After hearing all these words... That was so hard for David to hear. David was somebody so strong on the inside. He was like, that's it. He said, let's do what we should do. He speaks here one sentence and he moves on. He doesn't say, oh, my brothers hurt my feelings. Now I'm emotionally damaged. And so I cannot speak another word. And he didn't go home crying and say, Papa, he did this to me. My brother did this to me. And I want to do God's will and he did this to me. And he wasn't waiting for Papa to come and wipe his tears. No. Even though he was young, he was mature in his heart because he was hanging out with God day and night. Those who will live with Jesus Christ will have the character of Jesus Christ formed in them day and night. It is worth more than anything in this world. 
And he said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? He knew what to speak. That's it. He wasn't standing there and arguing. By the way, I'm not proud and why do you think I'm proud? And give me 10 reasons as to why you think I'm proud. And He wasn't doing that. Many times people waste their time on things that are really useless. They stand there and argue and then they get drained. You know why? If you stand in front of the enemy and try to argue, Satan's spirit, just like the spirit of fear, it will drain you totally. By the time you finish it, you'll go home and you'll just curl up and say, I am exhausted. I can't pray now. You see how the enemy works? David spoke one sentence and he moved on to verse 30. And in 30 he says, he turned from this guy towards another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as did the first one. Now he said, I'm going to stop here. I'm going to turn here. I'm not going to respond to this. I'm going to keep moving forward. God is looking for people who would be able to do this and go forward. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. Let's run our race with endurance. If you're in a race, if anyone would try to say, yay, look at you, how you're running. You look like a duck. What do you say at that time? Oh my goodness, I'm so conscious. Am I running properly? I think my legs look this way and my shoulders this way and you just sit down? No. An athlete is never going to pay attention to anything that is coming from anyone. Why? His goal is on the finish line. Don't let Satan use any human being to rob your crown. Let no one touch your crown. Let no one touch your calling. Let no one touch what God has for you. Satan used an unbeliever and Satan used a so-called believer too. Who tried to bring David down. He said, let me go towards my mission. Because he knew God has a call. He knew God has called him to stand before the Philistine. Have a goal. Let your goal be to please God. To fulfill that which God has called you for. Jesus said this. My meat is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish it. David was like that. He was mission minded. He said nobody can pull me. And you know what? He was very time conscious. He was not wasting time. He was not talking to people that he shouldn't talk. Immediately he moved from point A to point B. Let me go to the next person. When they said the same thing, let's see what happens in verse 31. Now when the words which David spoke were heard, they reported them to Saul and he sent for him. Now verse 31 is the place where God is working. David is pressing in. Understand this. In your life and in my life, there will be places where the enemy will try to advance. The enemy will try to hinder. The enemy will try to stop us. But you know what? When you persevere, you come to a place where God will open the windows of heaven. No one can stop what God has for you. No one. No one. He was taken before the king after this. Why? He tried here, he tried here. But when he went here, God took whatever he spoke straight to the king's ears. God is speaking to your hearts today. Don't get discouraged. If you tried A and you tried B and you are at C and you're saying, God, I did so much for you. Lord, I worked so hard for you. Lord, all I'm trying to do is to magnify Jesus to bring your kingdom down. Lord, for people to know the truth, but people are discouraging me, they're doing this, this, this to me. 
God says, don't look at anything that they're doing. Go to the next step. When you go to the next step, I am going to remove that roadblock. I'm going to remove that hindrance. I'm going to open the windows of heaven for you and give you that which you need. In David's case, all he needed was access to stand before Goliath. That's what he needed. And the king had to give that. Now God is taking these words straight to the ears of the king. Only God can do that. Where you need to serve God, how you need to serve God, is in God's hand. But to live a life as that of David's, to have that intimate relationship with God, to go with boldness and defy, defy every opposition through the power of the Holy Spirit, is our job. When we do our part, we're going to see heaven's gates open up. You know, it's like this. When you go and stand before an automatic door, you just go there and the door opens. Nobody is going to stand 15 feet away and saying that, I don't know if it's going to open. I don't want to go there and look like a fool that it's not going to open. And I'm not going to, and I'm not going to, nobody's going to be doing a dance in front of a door. You know why? Because you know that it opens. Know this for sure. If you know your God, you can do great things for the Almighty God because you know every time you stand before Him, He empowers you. Every time you stand before Him, He pours into His strength. Every time you stand before Him, He gives you everything you need in order to fulfill His will. That door will open. Every time you go before the King, that door will open. And He will fill you with everything that you need in order to serve Him. Now, Verse 32, then David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine. I want to stop right here. When you see things go opposite in your life, opposite in the lives of those around you, can you be the one like David who will drive out the fear out of the hearts of the people? David had the spirit of God. His words were enough to convince Saul to drive out that fear. To allow David to go and stand before the Philistine. God did something amazing in Saul's heart and in the hearts of the people around him. That they believed every word that David said. And they believed that there is a chance that we can win. They were so scared. Their hearts were filled with fear. It was darkness all around They couldn't see the light. But here is this little fellow who was rejected, despised by his own brothers. Goes before this king. Before he went and overcame Goliath, he overcame Saul here. He was used by God to dispel fear from Saul's heart. Where God was able to give David the access to go and stand before Goliath. God can use you to dispel fear from the lives of people. God can use you as an agent of healing in the lives of backslidden people. At this point, the entire nation of Israel were not walking by faith. No. They were living like godless people. They were living like God is not there. They were living like they knew nothing of what God did when he brought the people out of the land of Egypt. They were acting as if they had no recollection of Pharaoh Egyptians, horses, riders, all those people who were brought to an end in the middle of the Red Sea. What happened, O Israel? 
what happened to you? You know what happened? They took their eyes off of God and they placed their eyes on the circumstance. As soon as they did that, what happened? Fear gripped them. Fear is a spirit. That spirit of fear gripped them when it gripped them. And they started listening to more of what Goliath said. 40 days and 40 nights, day 2, day 3, day 4, day 5, day 6. Every day, morning, evening, morning, evening, 80 times they heard what Goliath said. The fear became bigger and bigger and bigger. But this little fellow went and he was able to dispel that fear from Saul. Imagine how much power little David had. You too can have that. You too can be used by the Lord to dispel fear from the lives of people. To bring hope and healing. And to be used by God to bring that Goliath down. Before he went and brought Goliath down, he was used by God in the life of the king of Israel. There are many stages and many places God wants to use you. To many people God wants to use you. To people of different stature God wants to use you. Don't limit God. Don't limit yourself. When you limit God, you limit yourself. When you limit yourself, you limit God. God is speaking to your hearts today. God wants to use you like how he used David. In order for you to be used by God, like how used by God, like how David was, you need to live like how David lived. Copy his life. The rest of this chapter you can go home and read. God is speaking to your hearts at this hour. Where's that one man? Where's that one woman? Where's this one person? Is there one person? Is there one person in the land of Israel? Is there one person in the land of Israel? Is there one person in the land of Israel? The eyes of the Lord, they run to and fro, looking to see whose hearts are loyal towards him. Is there one person? Is there one person who will defeat this Goliath? What is your Goliath today? What is your Goliath today? Think about it. As the Spirit of the Lord is speaking, think about your life. What is your Goliath today? What is that very thing that is keeping you bound? What is that very thing that is keeping you hiding in your tent? What is that very thing that is keeping you inside somewhere? The children of Israel lived in fear. They were not able to come out. They were not able to do anything. They were crippled by fear. They didn't know what was going to happen to them. They didn't know what was going to happen to their family. They didn't know what was going to happen to the nation. They lived in fear because they were not walking by faith. Because they did not have that intimacy that they should have had. Which David had. God is speaking to you today. What is missing in your life? What is your Goliath and what is missing? If you are able to connect the missing dots of what is missing in your life to your life. You will be able to face your Goliath. You will be able to face your soul. You will be able to face your brother. You will be able to face every single person. And no one will be able to stop you. God wants you to become that unstoppable person that God has called you to be. Think about it. You're not called to be a weakling. You're not called to be somebody who is tired and depressed. You're not called to be somebody who says, Lord, I don't think I can handle this. Well, no believer should say that. No believer should say, I don't think I can handle this. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Is that scripture or not? Is it true or not? Will it work or not? Ask yourself that question. Do you have God in your life? If you have God in your life, act as if you have God in your life. Go to him every morning. Go to him every night. Daniel prayed three times a day. No wonder he walked into the lion's den and he walked out of the lion's den. Inner strength is so important. Inner strength is so important. 
Daniel was not somebody who was kicking and screaming and crying, Oh Lord, have mercy. Lord, you forgot about all my faithfulness. A lot of people are like that. They shout hallelujah and sing when they get a promotion, get a bonus, they get all these things. But when something happens, immediately, Lord, you forgot my faithfulness. I prayed every day and even though I prayed every day, I don't know why this is happening. Why not? Why shouldn't it happen? How can you get a testimony if you don't have a trial? Why are we so afraid of trials? Why are we so afraid of Goliath? As if Goliath is God. Goliath is not God. We have a God who is way bigger than Goliath. Heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. When you see an enemy, know that your God is bigger than them. Bigger than them. But that faith will only come if you go to him every day. Because you become familiar with him, you see. Every day you go to him, you know his power. You know how he is, who he is, how he operates. And you know that if you go to him, he will take care of everything for you. He trains my hands for battle and my fingers for war. Every opportunity that comes before you is an opportunity to glorify the king. Every trial that you face is an opportunity, is a platform to exalt Jesus Christ. Never, never give praise to God when you get something good and whine when things don't go your way. It doesn't have to go your way. It has to go God's way. If this way during a season is the wilderness, be a person who would enjoy that wilderness journey by experiencing manna from heaven, by experiencing water from the rock, by experiencing what God has. You can turn your trial into a sour experience or you can turn your trial into a joyful, victorious experience. It's in your hands. God is speaking at this hour. David had a challenge. But David was not intimidated by Goliath. He was not intimidated by his brother. He was not intimidated by anyone. He was not a proud man. But he was a humble person and that's where his strength came from. God gives grace to the humble. A person who was humble, had a mission, knew who he was and he said, I am not letting anything stop me. What are you letting in your life that is stopping you from achieving what God has for you? What is stopping you? What is your Goliath? What is your Goliath? Ask yourself this question, what is my Goliath? What am I so afraid of that I'm not able to reach the potential that God has for me? Am I so afraid of Goliath? Or am I going to look at Goliath and say, this is nothing for God. I'm not going to let this intimidate me. I'm going to fight it until I win this war. Shall we all stand up together? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God is looking to raise mighty warriors. Hallelujah. God is looking for people who would say yes to the Lord like how David did. Who would run to his presence like David did. Hallelujah. Praise you Jesus. Praise you Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you Lord. Praise you Lord. Praise you Lord. Praise you Lord. Praise you Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you Lord. Praise you Lord. Praise you Lord. Just take a few minutes in the presence of the Lord and thank the Lord for his word. Hallelujah. 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 Praise you Lord. Praise you Lord. Praise you Lord. I pick up my sword and fight for I am a warrior. I'll hold up my shield and fight for I am a warrior. I'll fight to the very end for I am a warrior.
I'm not going to let Goliath intimidate me anymore. I'm not going to let Eliab intimidate me anymore. I'm not going to let anything intimidate me anymore. I'm not going to let fear go into my heart anymore. I'm not going to let anybody's sarcastic words go into me anymore. But I'm going to go towards the prize of the high calling that God has upon my life. I'm going to pursue that. And I'm going to go to Jesus every day. Say, let me see you, Jesus. In the morning, let me see you, Jesus. Let me serve you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Commit yourself to the Lord at this hour. Commit yourself and tell the Lord, Lord, I'm committing myself to this relationship. When I arise, let me see you, Lord. When I arise, let me love you, Lord. When I arise, let me serve you, Lord. I don't want to live for myself anymore. I'm going to come out of this pit of self-pity. I'm going to come out of this pit of fear. I'm going to come out of this pit of intimidation of the enemy. I'm going to come out of this pit of negative words. I'm going to come out of this pit. Oh, no longer to stay there. Hallelujah. 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 Tell yourself, no more looking back. No more looking back. No more looking back. Hallelujah. Enough is enough. Hallelujah. I'm going to be like David. I'm going to go to the presence of God. I'm going to live my life God's way going forward. I'm going to live a life that will mean to God. That will be a blessing to God. Hallelujah. Not live an ordinary life. For God has not called me for an ordinary life. God wants to use you in extraordinary ways. Don't settle for anything less than that. Hallelujah. Tell yourself, Lord, I want to prepare myself for the service of the King. Hallelujah. I'm giving myself to prepare for the service of the King. Whatever you want to do with my life, Lord. In whatever way you want me, Lord, to be used of you. I'm giving myself over to you, Lord. I just don't want to sit and do nothing. Tell God that. Tell God that. Hallelujah. Tell God, I don't want to sit and do nothing. I don't want to just sit and do nothing. Tell God that. Hallelujah. So I'm going to give myself, even that you can prepare me, Lord. Prepare me, Lord. Hallelujah. Tell God, prepare me, Jesus. I'm going to come to you every day so that you can prepare me. So you can polish me. So you can shine me. Hallelujah. You can fix me. Hallelujah. You can mold me. Hallelujah. You can make me. Hallelujah. And you can use me. Hallelujah. David did not go suddenly before Goliath. It took preparation. Hallelujah. And it took many of the battles that he overcame before he went before Goliath. Hallelujah. God will train you. Hallelujah. God will train you. Hallelujah. Just don't settle for nothing less than God's best for you. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord, Lord, I want your best. I want your best. Everything that you have for me in your heart is yearning to give to me. Lord, I'm here to receive it, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your good word. Praise you. Lord, Praise you, Jesus. Lord, thank you for motivating us in the truth. Hallelujah. We may rise up from where we've been Jesus, sitting. Jesus, hallelujah. It's time to arise. Amen. Of God. Hallelujah. It's time to look at the face of Jesus. Yes, Lord. And know that he's the only one. Mm. And we're going to 
stand before on that day. Amen. No Good friend, Jesus. no family, no one. Good Jesus. The Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And often it's through the valleys that God gets our attention. Hallelujah. But it's a good thing. Praise you. Kind of trial, Thank you, God Holy Spirit. Pull us attention. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And when God brings us out of the trial, Thank you, Jesus. let's give him that honor. Continue to give him our full attention. Hallelujah. Praise you. Let's not people who wa- be like people who wa- waver to and fro. Jesus. But trust in the living God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. God is bigger than Goliath. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. God is bigger than any fear. Hallelujah. Any Praise you, Jesus. Blessed be the name of the Lord. God is bigger than any disease. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God is bigger than any disorder. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus didn't die in vain. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He died to take all my sins away. Hallelujah. Praise his holy name. And he healed all our diseases. Amen. Hallelujah. You've heard the message today. Thank you, Jesus. And you mean business with God. Thank you, Jesus. You want to dedicate yourself to Hallelujah, serving God. Jesus. You can come up here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Right here by the altar. Hey, Lord, I'm making that commitment. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to touch me, Lord. You've been touching Thank me. Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And I'm acknowledging that. And I Praise want to serve you for the rest of my life. There's no other thing Thank left you, for me, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes, hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you, hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You don't have to be an apostle. Jesus. You don't have to be a prophet. Jesus. You don't have to be an evangelist. You don't have to be a pastor or a teacher. You just need to be you, a Christian, hallelujah. A real, genuine follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Who says, I have decided.
God's mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Hallelujah. Will dwell, dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Some of us are facing challenges. Deep, dark valleys. Uncertainty. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. He brings chaos. But Lord, you said through you we shall do valiantly. Amen. Hallelujah. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for giving us a good word today, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Father, we pray for. Lord, all those who have come forward, and I ask you, oh Jesus, that you will stretch forth your right hand at this hour. And I ask you that you will touch them, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. From the top of their heads to the bottom of their feet, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Holy Spirit, touch them right now in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, touch them right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Spirit of the living God, touch them right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, touch them right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every bondage be broken in Jesus name in the name of Jesus every form of inconsistency be broken in Jesus name in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth may strength arise in Jesus name may hope arise in Jesus name may faith arise in Jesus name in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth all the works of darkness be destroyed in Jesus name in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth oh I ask you may your strength descend upon your people may your strength descend upon your people may your strength descend upon your people in the name of Jesus may your strength descend upon your people may your strength descend upon your people 
people in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth to be bold as a lion, to be bold as a lion. Oh, I ask you, lion of Judah, touch your people right now. Touch your people right now. Touch your people right now. In the name of Jesus, touch your people right now. Every bondage be broken in Jesus' name. Every bondage be broken in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every evil spirit that is binding the hands of your people, keeping them from going forward. In the name of Jesus, I curse those demonic spirits in Jesus' name. And I command those shackles to fall off right now. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the bondage breaking name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every bondage be broken in Jesus' name. And every spirit of backsliding, every spirit of complacency, in the name of Jesus, flee right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh, in the victorious name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May power descend upon your people. Power descend upon your people. Power descend upon your people. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. May hunger and thirst for your word be given right now. Hunger and thirst for your word. Given right now. Hunger and thirst for your word. Be given right now. Hunger and thirst for your word. Be given right now. In the name of Jesus. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it right now in Jesus' name. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Receive it right now in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Hunger and thirst. In the name of Jesus. Increase hunger and thirst. In the name of Jesus. All for the kingdom of God. For the word of God. For souls be given in the name of Jesus. For the own spiritual lives be given in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. 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 Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it right now in Jesus' name. 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 In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Over the fire of the Holy Spirit. Touch your people. May the fire of the Holy Spirit. Touch your people. May the fire of the Holy Spirit. Touch your people. May the fire of the Holy Spirit. Touch your people. Burn every desire that is ungodly. Burn every desire that's ungodly. Burn every desire that's ungodly. Burn every desire that's ungodly. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Burn every lukewarm spirit in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Every complacency be gone in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Oh, may the fire of the Holy Spirit. Burn. 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 Everything that is not of you. Everything that is not of you. Burn in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Embed your word in the hearts of your people. Embed your word in the hearts of your people. Embed your word in the hearts of your people. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. 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 Hallelujah. We praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Oh, thank you, Lord, for what you've accomplished this day. Thank you, Heavenly Father. 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 I will rejoice and be glad. Hallelujah. I will rejoice and be glad in Him. Hallelujah. I will rejoice and be glad in Him. Hallelujah. I will rejoice and be glad in Him. Hallelujah. Oh, for the King has visited His people. 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 Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Hallelujah. Oh, thank him. Receive the gifts that God has given to you right now. Receive it in Jesus' name. 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 I see the Spirit of God delivering, delivering packages, delivering. 
pray the gifts that God has for you. Receive it right now. Receive it by faith 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 right now. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Oh, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 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 Hallelujah. Tell yourself by faith, by placing my faith in Jesus, I will arise to the place that God has for me. Hallelujah. I will take the place that God has for me. Hallelujah. I will take the place that God has for me. Hallelujah. In his kingdom, I will take the place that God has for me. Hallelujah. I will do the will of God Almighty. Hallelujah. I will do the will of God Almighty. And I will finish it through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. I'm connected to the fire. I'm connected to the fine. 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 bring forth fruit. In summer I shall bring forth fruit. In autumn I shall bring forth fruit. In winter I shall bring forth fruit. And spring I shall
you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Moment in my life. Yes, Lord. A memorable time when I committed myself to the Lord. Amen. Maybe for the first time. Maybe you rededicated your heart to the Lord. Hallelujah. It is a new beginning. Amen. No matter what Amen. the feelings Amen. are, what the devil says, when you Jesus. leave the service, remember God, just like the devil we heard, has a log. He watches us closely to see whether we're faithful to God or not. God has a book in heaven too. Man, and he Jesus. knows whether you're here in the sanctuary or watching Jesus. online. Hallelujah. He will remember this day. Amen. Hallelujah. We Lord, this is the day. Amen. I said, I want to be useful in your service, Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't just want to be useful in this world for people to see. I want God's honor. Oh, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want God's honor. Hallelujah. God will remember this day. Thank you, Jesus. Every time we meet. Every time the Spirit of God speaks, it's a new day. Hallelujah. Amen. God Hallelujah. is doing a new thing. Hallelujah. You know, continue on and on and on. Hallelujah. It's a perfect day. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And keep you. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord cause His face to shine upon you. Thank you, Jesus. Be gracious to you. Amen. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you. Give you peace. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, may the love of God the Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit rest and remain with us all, now and until we see Jesus face to face. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless everyone. God bless all of you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless all of you. Have a blessed week. And, uh,